Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Eric Cedars from Radio News Hour. The show brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender they handle, they do. one 800 951 can get you some. You can also head out to allamericangold.com 24-7-365. They've got news. They've got pricing. You can order in the wee hours of the night and you can do it and no one will bother you. Or you can stop right in here in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona, where we're broadcasting. Come on into the office. Arlene's out front. You can call 1-800-951-0592. Make an appointment. And uh, they'll be happy to spend time with you and answer your questions and uh, help you get your portfolio sailing in the right direction. It's really hard to hypothesize what's going to happen here. I mean, the news where everything, well, Wall Street, equities, I mean, everybody is now doing the Macarena here as we do the bridge over the 22nd century to live the dream of financial independence. I'm joined with the president of the American Freedom Network and Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquin, on this beautiful May Day, uh, first day of May 2019. And, man, I got to tell you, the birds are singing, the suns are shining. It's, uh, you know, well... There's some problems brewing around the country or the world as well. Venezuela, now Paris. Paris celebrating uh, May Day with riots. Riotings broke out as thousands gathered for May Day protests dubbed Armageddon by extremist demonstrators. Thugs from the so-called Black Bloc anti-capitalist movement were involved in running battles with police. So now they've got 165 arrests. The fires have started. Everybody's going nuts. Of course, here we don't celebrate May Day. Now, when I was a kid in Iowa... You know, they used to get May baskets, May Day baskets. And I remember them, you know. For some reason, we moved to Arizona, nothing. But I think, you know, it was a uh, it was more of a uh, labor movement thing, May Day. Of course, now they want to change it. They want to change it to hug an illegal alien day. So if you see one coming over the border, give him a hug. Tell him he's welcome. Or if you're a listener up in Colorado and uh, if you're of the conservative persuasion, we may be able to, you know, change it May Day to take a liberal hunting day. So that's always fun, too. Joe Jaquin, good morning. How are you doing? How are you doing? I didn't even know what happened to April. Yeah, it's just gone, isn't it? Yeah, you looked at the call. You had no idea. I had no idea. It was May. Joe sits down. He looks at me. He's looking at his computer like, what? <laughs> May? Yeah, isn't that funny? I don't know either. I've just lost track of time. You know, it just whoosh, sails by as you, uh, as we age, as we ripen. I'll say hi to uh, Rich, Lounge Singer Rich. Oh, round, Lounge Singer's still around. He's a neat guy, man. Yep, him and his lovely wife, Marion, they're uh, listening this morning. And Sun City, that's how you can tell you're old, when your friends start to migrate to Sun City. <laughs> you might be a gummer, and I are one. The uh, Anyone who's listening today, thank you, because on the Internet, on the televisions, on the satellite is the bar report which is everywhere. And I got to tell you, the guy, he looks like Elton John, but uh, he's holding his own. I caught about a half hour of it this morning. I mean, it started at, oh, dark 30. And they're, you know, they're really hammering this guy. And it's, uh, would you say they, the Democrats? The Dems, yeah. I mean, really, just hammering him, hammering him and trying to twist him. And the guys, I got to tell you, I was very impressed. Hard guy to put into a corner, but he's the Attorney General of the United States. He should be hard to put in a corner. And they are trying to make up something out of nothing, as hard as they can. And it's come down to almost Clinton-esque 
like define the word is. I mean, this is what they're down to to try to hang the president of the United States. I got to tell you, it doesn't look like it's going to work. Attorney General William Barr said he was surprised, though, that special counsel Robert Mueller and his team did not reach a conclusion on whether or not President Trump obstructed justice. You know, they, they want, they, they, this is what Mueller did. He's like, well, I don't know. Here it is. You figure it out. We can't prove anything about the Russians. Right. right. That, that, we can't, there's, right. we, we didn't find anything. Not guilty. Right. But the president was telling all of his aides that we should stop the investigation, and this is ridiculous. I didn't do anything wrong, and therefore he was obstructing. It's crazy. I mean, it is crazy that this is still going on in this country, but... I mean, I don't think it's ever going to get put to bed. It's Trump's going to get reelected. End. It's going to never end. Yeah, a sitting president, they can't do anything to him anyway on obstruction. He can't. You know, look well, it up. It, it, it's always the he said, she said. That's right? what it you is, know. too. Now, the janitor <laughs> overheard one of your assistants talking to the other assistants who said his mother-in-law said that you wanted Mueller to stop investigating. And that's pretty much what it's come down to. And then your, your dog barked twice, which meant everybody be quiet, and there you go. Is that what that means? Yeah, that, you didn't know that's the signal. I've been beating my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're listening to, well, if you're just tuning in, the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm the host, Eric Cedarstrom. Lots of changes going on uh, in Radio Land. Remember they used to say that? Radio Land. Um, so Joe's got me in here. And then, of course, this is hour one. You switch over, you can get two more hours of us uh, if you go to allamericangold.com. Or just go to 1360khnc.com. Either way. The American Freedom Network. So... Barr said a testimony, though, to the Senate Judiciary Committee that Mueller told him of his team's plans at a March 5th meeting. A Justice Department legal opinion sitting presidents cannot be indicted. There you have it. Barr says Mueller told him he wouldn't have recommended indicting the president, even with that opinion from the Office of the Legal Counsel. I don't know what they're looking for. So uh, it, it is to me just crazy. But, you know, i got to tell you that, that uh, Mueller did an Eric Cedarstrom. You know, you don't want to get on too far. When you're, you know, when you're turning in your homework, you just hand it into the teacher and go, I don't know, you figure it out. <laughs> anyway, I got through high school that way. You're listening to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'll be back after these messages. How are you guys doing out there? Thanks for tuning in today. It's a great day to be alive, broadcasting from Deer Valley Air Park in beautiful, sunny Arizona. It, uh... Just stunning, stunning. Had a little rain the other night, and this morning, just every the, the anything that hadn't bloomed, which I didn't think it was possible, is starting to bloom again this morning. Horrible. So, that's just crazy. Man. I woke up this morning, and I was like, oh. I, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. The colors are just amazing. I expect, you know, looking out, we're up in the desert a little bit, and I expect Mary Poppins to come out of the sky. I mean, that's what it looks like, the rolling hills of color. I'm not complaining. Thank you, God. The Trump administration remains confident that Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro will soon lose power, despite opposition leaders' failure to topple him as the U.S. pressures Russia and Cuba over their support for the regime. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was called, scheduled with a Russian counterpart, Sergei Lovrov. The National Security Advisor John Bolton told CNN, by the way, CNN, did you see their ratings came in? for the uh, 
quarter. Uh, I think one of the lowest ever. And it turns out April was really bad for them, and I saw that they realized that it was because Eric Searstrom had, in fact, returned to the airwaves. It's very, you know, is it a coincidence? I don't know. Or is it, you know... Anyway, they've called, uh, let me see, Mike Pompeo's called scheduled. Uh, yeah, okay, can we just call it what it is? What is it? We blew this one again. Yeah. I yeah. mean, right? I mean, we've engineered this whole thing. And, and I love how they, when you watch the, the news, especially if you're watching the Fox News side of things, they'll tell you that the guy that we just picked out of a hat to be the new president, oh, he was elected. No, he wasn't. Guido? Yeah. He was elected as like a House of Representative guy, and he barely won that. He, he got 26% of the vote, which got him into into the Venezuelan House, if you will. And we just picked, you know, hey, he's the president now. Yeah, he's I it. Mean, so, well, it's a Saddam Hussein thing. Right, yeah, so. and it never works out good for us. I don't know why we keep doing it, but if you're going to have a coup, you better get him out. You see the Maduro guy? He's, I mean, he's angry. He's running over people. He sent out, like, Amtraks, you know. I don't know what they are. They look like tanks. You can see it on uh, YouTube. That's the only thing they show you of the right. whole uprising right. else. Was, was them running those people over. The, the one clip over and over. So you think right. they ran over 50,000 right. of them. That's but, the one you keep seeing. But it's the only one you see. You know what? It really, I think they just, it's a cut from rush hour on Central Avenue in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing will happen if you go down there. So, don't stay off. If you don't like the way they drive, apparently in Venezuela, stay off the sidewalks. But the U.S. wants Russia to stop supporting Maduro, Bolton said, adding that the Trump administration has a very, very high confidence in evidence the Russians are now talked to Maduro out of leaving Venezuela after the U.S.-backed opposition Guaido attempted to take over the regime here. So, you know, it always comes down, what will the military do? Right. You know, you remember back, you know, Janet Reno days here. Some of you people have been around a long time. And uh, Waco, the rules of engagement where, you know, they get to the point, will the military fire? Will the military fire on American citizens? You know, it's a, it's an issue. And that's a, the same issue they're having there. You know, well, well, where will the military come out and start firing on the, um, you know, at the protesters? So, I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's big news, and then again, it isn't. So, you know, is it the same old thing? But, you know, I mean, the, the, I guess the the issue is uh, socialism. You know, I mean, right. that's that's the whole big thing. They're, that, they're trying to, to get us. Socialism doesn't work, or capital, you know, it's capitalism. And, of course, we don't have capitalism here. How about Beto O'Rourke? You know, I know I've talked about it every day, but the guy, he just never stops. Now, I refuse to call him that. His name is Robert Francis. Let's just stick to that. Oh, negatory, I mean, gringo. This is like uh, uh, Barry Sotero all over again. It's it, exactly. Right. No comprende. I don't know what. <laughs> my name is Beto. <laughs> Why does everyone got a different name? So Beto O'Rourke now is his social media advertisements running for office is targeting Mexico. <laughs> well, you know, he's like, I'm going to get tomorrow's votes today. You talk about, you talk about, you know, the Russians involved in, in elections, but somehow it's okay to campaign in Mexico. The Mexicans are interfering with this election. Come, to, I want to investigate. Right, I want it. Come, come vote for me. You know, he must be starting a coyote business. So 
Got to run an ad. Hi, I'm Coyote Beto, the Earl Scheib of illegal immigration. I can get anybody from anywhere to downtown Yuma for only $99.95. <laughs> and don't forget to ask about family discounts at while. Beto will take you through the mountains and take you through the desert. He does not take American Express. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. That's going to be one of those, the, oh boy. the opinions here. But, I mean, come on. Can you run a presidential campaign by by running ads in Mexico to come here and vote? It's insanity. It doesn't get any crazier than that. And yet, yet here we've got, you know, Congress and everybody, the Attorney General, and they're all trying to parse words over Russian interference in elections. Amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, I just thought you guys would get a kick out of that because I'm just laughing. The, uh, it's it's just asinine. So, anyway, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. If you're just tuning in, if you're just going up and down the dial, um, I'm sitting in. I'm Eric Cedarstrom in with the CEO of Patriot Trading Group, Joe Jaquin. Um, been around. I used to be the CEO, and now he runs the place, doing a wonderful job. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You can uh, add some hard assets to your portfolio. Woodstock, they can't even pull off Woodstock. You know, they tried to do a 50th anniversary thing. Now, you know, when they put the first one together, I'm pretty sure it was ad hoc, right? I mean, they're like, hey, what do you think, dude? You know, let's put together a music. Let's go out to the ask the farmer, you know, in upstate, and he's got all this room, and the guy's like, yeah. Yeah, how bad can it be? You know, oh, just a few people are going to come listen to some music. Today, no. You've got OSHA. <laughs> you got to get you got to get permits. I mean, it's they, just... they they did the math. A ticket was going to be like $2,000 a person. Oh yeah, yeah, it would just be off the hook. The planned 3-day concert event to mark the 50th anniversary of Woodstock's been canceled. Woodstock 50 was due to have taken place August 16th and 18th in Watkins Glen in upstate New York. Oh, at the racetrack. How about that? So despite our tremendous investments of time, efforts, and commitment, we don't believe the production of the festival can be executed as an event worthy of the Woodstock name and also ensuring the health and safety of artists, partners, and attendees. So, you know, it's just crazy. As a result, after careful consideration, see, you can tell the way that's written. If they had canceled it in 69, it would have been, eh, dude, let's go surfing. <laughs> it would have just said, canceled. Can you imagine that? Yeah, how much would a ticket to Woodstock be? That would have been great to try to figure out actual inflation. Right? <laughs> and how much is the Volkswagen to drive it to Woodstock? So, I don't know. It's uh, It's crazy. Yesterday, no, it wasn't Monday, Joe Biden. Joe Biden did his, uh, I'm running for president. I am Joe Biden. I'm running for president. They're, uh, they're ripping the guy apart. you got to admit, it was a horrible speech. But, you know, let's face it, he's a little bit rusty. And uh, But anyway, he has a new favorite word. He did not hold back. Uh, he repeating this preferred word 30 times in a 30-minute speech to middle-class Iowa voters. Turns out Biden, emerging as the Democrats' leading candidate for his party's presidential nomination, has a propensity for the F word. But it's not what you think. Oh. So, it's folks. That's the F word. Hello, folks. Hi, folks. I'm just a folksy guy. Remember he tried to say I'm old Joe, just an everyday, 
So for many people, it was a bit distracting and hard to hear anything else. Soon, social media and pundits were all on the same page. It's a matter of hours. Social media was flooded with video compila- compilations. Yeah, they just tore them apart. It's so. a new drinking game, right? We had CNN with <laughs> Russia, with the Russians. I like now that. Biden's got his own with folks. The first one was Bob Newhart. <laughs> that was the first television drinking game. Every time they said Bob, you were supposed to take a drink. You ever saw that? You're older than See, me. Bob Newhart. I mean, she's Bob. Every other word was Bob, Bob, Bob. So, I don't know. So, it uh, it's crazy. Front page Arizona Repulsive this morning. Uh, Arizona legislature is backed by the nation's biggest cigarette maker. And I saw this headline come across the newswire, and I, you know, so I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's pretty funny. You really got to pay attention to everything in today's day and age because there's a hook. There's a hook in everything, in every story. So, But anyway, the Arizona legislation backed by the nation's biggest cigarette maker and e-cigarette giant Juul would raise to 21 the legal age to purchase tobacco. We talked about this earlier, but now it's actually a, a Senate bill. But opponents say the measure favors the tobacco industry and will set the fight against smoking and cancer back decades. Supporter called the proposal back by the parent company of Philip Morris USA. Now imagine Philip Morris USA going, yeah, yeah, no, we support it. We support cigarettes. You know, you can't be, you got to be 21 to get them. I think the original age was 16. If there, I really don't even think there was an age. I think when, they, when cigarettes first yeah, came Yeah, I out. think in the 50s, you know, when it was cool, and 60s and 70s, you go buy a pack of cigarettes. Nobody cared how old you were. Well, you, you just were. brought a note saying my mom yeah, baby, um, wants me to buy her a pack of smokes. I was 11 years old. My dad sent me up to get a fifth of Cuddy Sark. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, right? And everyone knew. They knew your dad. Yep, that's what he drinks. To Herb Drinkwater's liquor store, who later became the mayor. You know, today, today if he was running for mayor, Herb, they'd be going, did you give an 11-year-old a fifth of Cuddy Sark back in 1970? (laughs) You're done. You're done. You're done. And I believe you patted the little girl on her head when you did it. Isn't that funny? So, yeah. Yeah, you just go up. Herb didn't care. So, uh, anyway, I don't even know. I don't even know what the heck you we're talking about. know what we're going to say. I know. So, the, uh, so anyway. So, Philip Morris. So, Philip Morris is, ba- is all for cigarette smoking going to 21. Well, right? so, something's weird. Something's not Some, right Something's here, yeah. weird. So, they're calling this a compromise and credit the industry for getting ahead of efforts. For further regulate e-cigarettes use in tobacco. So there's the hook right there. Some lawmakers and health advocates are sounding the alarm because Senate Bill 1147 will also sidestep efforts to define e-cigarettes as tobacco. So now you can't buy cigarettes, but don't worry. Don't worry. You can take hits off those electric bongs at any age. So. You know, Philip Morris bought a huge stake of Jewel. They oh, made it bought the whole thing. Yeah. And, and you know what's so funny? Have you heard these commercials that they've been running? They're acting like in these commercials that you're quitting smoking by switching to e-cigarettes. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? It is like, oh, yeah, they're here. Go with I Jewel. should never quit. It's, but then I started with the e-cigarette. It's the 50s. I mean, I've seen cars that I was ready to get out and try to put out. I thought they were on fire with people smoking in them. I mean, it's like <laughs> huge plume of smoke coming off everywhere. That was just Cheech and Chong driving down the road. <laughs> Up in Smoke, yeah, is now a documentary 
for uh, what's happened here in America. So it uh, it's crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. So when you see that, they say the critics say the bill is reminiscent of the disingenuous tactics that hooked generations of nicotine and cost the tobacco industry billions in settlements. And they say the measure will decimate decades of public health efforts across Arizona to curb nicotine addiction. So, you know, it, it cost them billions in, in settlements, but they made hundreds of billions to do it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's just like it's like paying a commission. You know, that's all it okay. is to them. Yeah, well, this is what it costs. So you look at that, and then you think, well, you know, remember the ads they used to run in the and cigarette smoking is just crazy. It's like the 50s revisited that somehow, yeah, the uh, the plumes of smoke coming out of the uh, out of the electric ones is okay. So who knows what everything's going to come out? You know, someday they may look at just people carrying cell phones. You know what? You used to do what? You used to carry that thing and do what? Put it to your ear? Yeah, that explains a lot. All right. Hard to explain some things around here. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. It's halftime. We'll be back. Hour one, the Eric Cedars from Radio News Hour. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Misleading and Inept Violence Against Women Act is being reconsidered by Congress. And just like last time, the bill has the potential to deprive Americans of their constitutional rights. The Obama administration defined domestic violence very broadly to include conduct that was not violent at all, such as alleged economic, emotional, or even psychological abuse. Fortunately, the Department of Justice in the Trump administration has sensibly clarified the meaning of domestic violence to include only conduct that would be a felony or misdemeanor if charged as a crime. Inclusion of nonviolent behavior then becomes a means for grabbing guns from men and imposing automatic sentences in prison if they're found to have any guns. The First Amendment is at risk, too, in this planned reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. Proposed expansions to the act include authorizing federal monitoring of Internet communications under the guise of punishing cyber-stalking or so-called bullying. That could result in censorship of the Internet as prosecutions are brought against communications which the federal agents might consider to be inappropriate. The freewheeling environment that makes the Internet so popular and powerful could be chilled by the new aspects of the act. Even President Trump's colorful tweets against the women who are vying for the Democrat nomination for president to run against him might be considered cyberbullying, depending on how the Violence Against Women Act is rewritten. Robert Mueller might need to be recalled into service to do a new investigation into tweeting by Trump or his supporters. That kind of circus is exactly what the left wants to put on so the American people are distracted from the real issues facing this nation. Of course, there are many men and women who have all the best intentions when they hear the phrase Violence Against Women Act and immediately make up their minds to support it. No reasonable person would ever want to do anything to make violence against women more prevalent in our society. However, when legislation wants to take away constitutional rights and does nothing substantive to actually protect women, we have every right and every obligation to oppose it in the strongest possible terms. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. 
That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. show all right everybody has to have a drink but we got to do that on fridays that's jack daniel friday so welcome back patriot radio news hour the very best in conservative radio entertainment the uh it's just crazy crazy what's happening almost on a daily basis joe and i look at each other like we have to reread some things going what that can't be you know think about just i'm just gonna leave this with you here they have the first 100 days of the democratic congress because that's where we're at right now, first 100 days. Let's just go over their accomplishments, okay? You think we're going to need all three hours to cover this? <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing. That's uh, zero. They've gotten absolutely nothing done except, uh, you know, try to discredit the President of the United States. Very American thing to do. So this a uh, little bit um, different. Trump... Uh, Trump calls on the Federal Reserve to slash interest rates. Uh, he said yesterday in the most brazen attack yet on the Federal Reserve for a central bank to cut rates by one percentage point to implement more money-printed quantitative easing, according to CNBC. In a two-part tweet, the president compared the Fed to its China counterpart and said if monetary policy in the U.S. was a loser, the economy would go up like a rocket. In the past, White House officials, including Trump and top economic advisor Larry Kudlow, have recommended the Fed cut rates by half a percentage points, but the tweets yesterday literally doubled down on that approach. Are the Feds, are they have a meeting or an they announcement? They have a meeting today. Today? So, today? Well, it's the, the end of the meeting today, and they're going to have a press. You know, one of the things, and I talked about this in, in my first hour, you know, Jay Powell is not Alan Greenspan. And he has not fared very well when he has these press conferences. And now, starting in January, they changed the rules. You used to only have a press conference every other meeting. uh, But starting this year, they have a press conference after every meeting. So this afternoon, he's going to be talking again, which is why I think Trump came out uh, yesterday to let him know, hey, don't be an idiot. Well, the Fed currently targets its benchmark interest rate in a range between 225 and 2.5%. It's hiked the rate nine times since December 2015. Wow. I mean, you think about how low this whole thing was. And they can't. Look what happened when he raised rates and everything popped the last time. I mean, it was just really rough on everything, especially here in Phoenix. The uh, upper-end real estate markets really took a hit. So, and so did the car markets. I mean, they always count on 0% financing. You know, they always do at the end of the years. Now they start. But, you know, you look at last year, there wasn't any because they had made re- interest rates too high and they could not afford to buy the notes down, which is all the, the, the dealers do. They just buy it down. You know, the bank's right. not selling money. It's factored into the cost of the vehicle. So, they jack up the price of the car a little bit. Right, and if the buy rate is 2%, you know, on a, on a car note, on a new car note, they just pay down the 2% and tack it on, whatever it was up front. So, 
Yes, you're learning these high finance things right here, listening to Patriot Radio News Hour. So anyway, since December 2015, uh, nine interest rate hikes. That's crazy. And you know, this is all it's at? This is all it's up That's to? Right. That's it? 2.4 is the official. They say between two and a quarter and two and a half. Uh, right now it's at 2.4%. And if it goes any higher, apparently uh, the economy breaks. Well, if they do what Trump says, it'll bring it back to the 2017 level. The urging for rate cuts comes despite another strong economic performance in the first quarter. GDP rose at 3.2% after many economists had been predicting little or no growth. Of course, that was all through the inflation in the energy markets. You know, the price of fuel just going through the roof. You know what? Still here in Arizona, I went to get diesel up the street. They didn't have any yesterday at the Circle K. So you got to drive around now to find diesel. So it's uh, the fuel thing, the issue. You know, they said it was the changeover to oxygenated fuels. and But here in Arizona, we've got, we've got periodic outages, which if you've been around here a long time, that could be the precursor to something pretty Yeah, I, I've got so. a funny feeling these outages are seemingly happening more and more. And, and think about it. It's been months now. It's still not fixed. Still not fixed. Yeah, the oxygenation right? thing, you think they'd catch up. But I think the real issue is is the population explosion, either through legal or illegal immigration. It's just boom, just coming in here, man. So, you know, I've always seen that, you know. It's nothing new. You know, this this town's built on real estate and, uh, you know, and growth. People come from Chicago in the Midwest, but we had... You know, we had a lot to offer here in Arizona, but, you know, anymore, it's just the pollution and the traffic, and you really can't go anywhere in the summer. You know, if you're going to go up north on I-17 to Flagstaff in July, just count either going up or coming back, just count on at least a five-hour delay because somebody got in a car wreck. I mean, it's every yeah, especially every you, week. You know, so. Thursday night, Friday, right, and then Sunday. coming, coming yeah. home Sunday. So if you go up Thursday night at 3 a.m., you're okay, which is when we used to do it. Anyway, uh, following the uh, getting down to December 2017 levels, it'll be interesting. You think anyway, anyway, with Wall Street, we got what? What else is that record? S and P's at a record. S and P, Nasdaq, Nasdaq, not not the Dow. So the Dow's not at a record, I don't think, is it? And the Nasdaq fell yesterday, so I'm not sure it's close. All of them are close. So they're either at a record or right near a record. So let me ask you. You think there's any way at all Powell lowers interest rates? No. No, me neither. I mean, because other, you know, these are supposed to be, they used to call them the Fed's bullets in their guns, yeah. right? So they, they, you know, not, they're not guns anymore. Now they're just tools. Oh, yeah, I'm they're sorry. Tools. Right, yeah. Got to yeah. be PC here. I didn't think about yeah. that. It's yeah. not, they don't have a gun. They don't have any more bullets anymore. Bullets are gone, replaced with tools. You know, I heard uh, ad some there's uh, attorneys a class action lawsuit. I can't think of the name for a 38 uh, revolver that fires if you drop it. And I thought, man, imagine Matt Dillon in a gunfight, you know, and here he's in Dodge City and he lines up, and bang, bang, he guns the guy down and kills him, and the guy drops his weapon. The weapon goes off, kills Matt. <laughs> I never saw that episode. Missed but, that one. I can't remember what, uh, what, but anyway, there's a class action suit. Yeah, so if you have one, get in on that. Uh, so growth now has come with little inflation, according to the Fed. So the Fed's preferred gain shows a gain of 1.6% over the past year, excluding food and energy. There you have even it. Still, so, even their preferred, thing, it's, a lot, it's not true. 
Right. Well, if you don't eat or drive. Or pay know, health insurance. Or, or have or, power. Or, or uh, have a mortgage or pay rent somewhere, then I guess. Well, you know, it's just the way you count it up. So the lack of inflation is why Kudlow, the White House Economic Council advisor, believes the Fed can cut rates without risk. Uh, who knows? I mean, you know, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's just hard to imagine that they would do it at this juncture. I mean, you know, if Wall Street... Wall Street fell, what, 4,000, 5,000 points last Christmas? You know, at least at the end of the fourth quarter of last year, at least 4,000. And, uh, you know, why Powell was saying he was going to raise rates. So I guess the rhetoric is working, you know, the because, you know, anybody who trades in equity markets or trades, they know to buy on the rumor and sell on the fact. That's always been a statement. So the fact that it's coming is always a lot better than the fact that it's here. So, anyway. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to take a break here. And uh, we'll be back after these messages. Stay with us. Attorney General Elton John Barr, man, he's battling with him, holding his own. Doing a good job. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't even want to be appointed to any office, do anything anymore, and have to sit through the litany of morons as they parse the, the most minutia of vocabulary as to what he said and what who said. And, I mean, who would really want to do that? Not I. Senator Lindsey Graham, normally, you know, typically one of President Donald Trump's top allies in the Senate, said this week that Stephen Moore would be very problematic nomination to the Federal Reserve Board. Moore, who advised Trump's 2016 campaign, has recently come under fire for articles he wrote for the National Review that warned against the feminization. <laughs> Moore also, yeah, he's done. Moore also complained about female athletes seeking equal pay to male athletes and proposed that women only participate in sports if and only they look like Bonnie Bernstein. <laughs> Uh, this is a Fed guy. I'm sorry, you don't know what. Oh, he's not being. You know, he's not the sports editor for ESPN. He's being appointed to the Federal Reserve. More recent article has him warning against a society in which women earn more than men. More defended his writing, saying this was a spoof. I have a sense of humor. In an interview uh, Tuesday, Moore told CNBC the biggest problem in the U.S. economy is declining male earnings. Several Republican senators, I have that issue. I resemble that problem. Several Republican senators have expressed reservations about or outright dismiss Moore's nomination, according to CNN. Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa also cast a doubt on Moore's nomination, saying that her support is very unlikely. <laughs> I side throw that in. Very colorful. So I don't know what he's going to do. He's got a lot of problems, but... It, is he out or is he in? I haven't seen the well, latest. He, he's still in. Herman Cain was out. Now, listen, both of these guys, both of them, have written a lot of articles. Uh, and, and when it comes to economics, about being going back on the gold standard. So let's not be fooled here. Uh, Stephen Moore, like, they're making this big deal about the article about men's wages. What he said was in the article, if you actually read the article, he was concerned about the breakdown of the American family and the ramifications. He wasn't, bes uh, you know, trying to besmirch women. But what he was saying is, hey, women's w the wages for women are rising, but wages for men, actual real wages, forget the bull crap that they tell you on TV that wages are rising. Wages for adult men, and it doesn't matter, black, white, yellow, brown, it didn't matter are falling 
And then he said he started talking about all the social economic consequences of that happening. And and uh, you know you got to sit there and look at it. It's like Jimmy the Greek coming out and saying, "Well, the black athlete, you know, they he's they took the, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, if you don't know that reference, Google Jimmy right. the Greek." Reference, you'll see what I'm saying. That was Jimmy the Greek's last television. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, this may be it for. This may be it for Stephen Moore. Yeah, it might be it. Yeah. So no, I get what you're saying. It's the uh, nuclear uh, family, and you can't have the nuclear family where the woman's getting raises and the man isn't, and then she starts making more money than him, and he ends up staying home. I get it. I get it. So the well, woman's the breadwinner. That's what's going on in this country. And the men don't handle it very well. I don't know. I don't know. So, But, but again, like I said, all of these guys, they're not the academics. They didn't go, uh, you know, and have a government job their whole life. These guys that are in the real world and understand how the real world works, both of them wanted to go back to a gold standard. And I think this is really the main reason why you'll you'll not see either one of these guys nominated. And they'll go back and they'll find whatever they can. Herman Cain was a little easier because Herman Cain was a little more handsy with, with uh, his employees back when he was running Godfather's Pizza. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? He's going to have to do that to compete with Bitcoin. I mean, well, look at it. Look at the exchange rates. How Bitcoin was ever given any credibility where it gets a bug that goes along Fox Business News and CNBC. They want to have credibility. This, this is all a ploy. See, they they know when, when it happens, we're going to go to a digital currency. Let's not kid ourselves. We all know it. You, you, whether you want to admit it or not, most transactions are already electronic every way because most people, especially millennials, my son, my, my 19-year-old son away at college, he doesn't walk around with cash. Never. They don't, they don't need it. Let me tell you, though, cash still, once they legalize marijuana on a federal scale because, because of the banking laws, I don't think you can buy marijuana with credit cards. I don't think you can buy it with checks. They can't deposit any daily banking receipts. So that business, the legal, by state's definitions, marijuana is still run on greenback federal reserve notes. Maybe Bitcoin's in there somewhere. I don't know. I think because when you do a Bitcoin, you don't accept the federal uh, banking statute. So, But I had read that that's the only way that they can do business. Once it's legalized on a federal scale, then I don't think anyone they're going to need. I think the currency can go digital. Yeah, it's going to go digital. And and what they needed Bitcoin for is they just need it to work out all the kinks, right? Get all of the bugs worked out. And then a second they've got it to where, okay, we're ready now. The technology finally there. Then, you know, I think that's when the whole Bitcoin thing and all those coins, that all comes to an end. Fedcoin.org. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you ever right. buy right. will all be digital. tracked forever. A lot of companies, though, don't take cash. I mean, it's already starting. So I guess, yeah, that's, in my opinion, the final nail will be the... Uh, you know, and I sit there, and I, I've talked about it on the air a multitude of times. This was going on back when you were still running Patriot. The banking regulations seemingly every couple of years get ratcheted up, get ratcheted up, get ratcheted up. I, I know that, that we changed banks at one point because we were so sick of it. And, and, and they don't take, they can't, a lot of people, you know, you go do a coin show, 
All right, you're doing a show. You don't have credit. We didn't have credit card machines back then, and people wanted to take their coins with them. They brought cash with them, and that's how they did it. And then we took it, put it in the bank. Fine, no problem. I remember the first day they came out going, yeah, anything over $5,000, we're going to charge you $5 per thousand to deposit. I went, what? Yep, the war on cash. That was that was 15 years ago. It's really changed. You can still get real money, but you may have to have digital money to get it. We'll see what happens. Final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour, Eric Seagerstrom. Hour one. You uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, we thank you for that. I'm sitting with Joe Jaquin, CEO of Patriot. I got a, talked about uh, Rich over in Sun City. Uh, he said he was actually at Woodstock. I was there and with my four kids in a 1958 old station wagon. So wow. But of course, everyone who said they were at Woodstock, if they were actually there, <laughs> it would have they would have needed to move it from New York to Montana. <laughs> So, uh, but uh, I don't doubt that. So, anyway, it's crazy. It is, Joe. And these markets, you know, I mean, the, the euphoria from absolute panic to euphoria in, in four months has been astonishing. The oil prices, have, oil has doubled through this. And you've got, uh, well, you know, you got the, the same pundits that keep coming out now. You know, it reminds me of... Uh, of Animal House, Kevin Bacon going, remain calm. You know, they're out right. Just remain calm. And, you know, your financial planner told you last Christmas to not watch the markets. He was right. <laughs> Don't watch them. So. Well, I'm going to say this. I think there's a reason Larry Kudlow and now President Trump are talking about rate cuts. Oh, I think behind the scenes. Yeah, behind the scenes, the peak and all that. And they're like, hey, we've seen this movie before. And Wall Street's the last place you should be looking for to, to see a top. And, and everything's slowing down, and we want to be ahead of the curve. And I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, yesterday, we ran those U.S. $20 liberties and states, and I told you that was it. Last day, wasn't going to do it again. And, and I'm not. I have no more saints. But I do have some $20 liberties at 1350s gold's just sitting here today gold's down two bucks right now we're all waiting for for jay powell's little press conference and and i don't know what he's going to say but if he if he toes the line with the president i think that's going to be a good day a good electronic trading for gold after the market is closed today so u.s 20 dollar gold liberties at 1350 and then i have rolls of silver eagles or not silver i'm sorry rolls of half dollars both in Phoenix and Colorado, I got live product in both places. They're 120 bucks a roll. Now those are 1964 and older, 90 percent silver, Correct. half dollars. Yep. Great incremental material. And then of course the U.S. twenty dollar Liberty. How much? Thirteen fifty. Well, come on. It's like sixty five dollars. Sixty five. Sixty six. You couldn't buy Krugerrands at sixty five over spot no. here a year ago. So, I mean, you know how many people? Less than one percent of the American population have ever held. A real U.S. $20 gold piece. And, of course, the U.S. liberties are 1866 to 1907, so you're going back. Then, of course, Teddy Roosevelt, who was agnostic, thought the coins were ugly and took in God we trust off of them and switched and commissioned Augustus St. Gaudens, and they redesigned them uh, 1907 to 1933. Yeah, 33 they, is when they confiscated. Yeah. So this is the older series. Yes. So it's got the bust of the Lady every, Liberty. Think about it, every single one of these coins is over 112 years old. 
If you've never had one or held one, and it's you don't, like and you don't own one, ask yourself how come. How come? How could that possibly be? Because your great grandparents did. <laughs> they knew. I mean, think about that. They had to use them for money. A twenty twenty-two dollar bill. You know, go buy a car. Here's twenty-two bucks. Twenty-dollar gold piece. Two silver dollars. Or one silver dollar and four silver quarters. Think of that. I mean, it's just weird. Or two ten-dollar gold pieces. Four quarters. No, just <laughs> Ten dimes. That's like from the movie Big. You want to cash that check? How would you like it? Anyway, call Patriot Trading Group and get some. 1-800-951-0592. You can keep listening if you go to 1360 KHNC and uh, follow along. I'll be there in uh, about five minutes. God bless everybody. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye now.